0: Hello and welcome to Tracks. My name is Tim. And my name is Harry. And this is episode number eighty-four, our big year finale. We've made it to album of the year 2017. This really is the one that matters. Seven tracks awards have already been handed out this year, but this is the biggie. So this, bizarre, is one... this
1: is the award that's slightly bigger than the others, in yeah, terms it's... of it's like a big I don't know what it looks like. We haven't thought about that yet. Once we start making them.
0: Yeah. This one will be a little bit bigger. Yeah. Yeah. But this is the one everyone wants to get their filthy little mitts on. All of the music industry is a buzz about who <laughs> we're gonna hand this out to. And today you will find out. We're once again going through our top ten. And we're once again playing four songs. That's gonna be exciting. Yeah. And really, as we found out last week, these countdown episodes, they get quite long. So I really don't think we should waste any time with a silly intro of us being silly little boys, talking about silly little things, <laughs> toys. <laughs> yes, boys, toys. All of it. We should really just get to it over on the flip side. Shall we begin?
2: Let's begin You're
0: right mate. Hello. How's it going?
1: Things are going very well, thank you. How are you?
0: I'm good, thank you. How is your uh, festive spirit building? We're getting close now to the the big day.
1: I'm feeling more festive every single time. and We're we're coming up to our last week of work, which is... I feel like it's probably going to be busier than I'd like it to be. But I know people are... You know, in your office kind of area, people are kind of jollier. And people are a little bit more positive than usual. And things are coming to an end and it's like...
0: Yeah, although knowing the area that you work in, I also, because I used to work very close to there, like Christmas was the worst time in some ways to be anywhere near that kind of part of London.
1: Oh, in in terms of getting home, it's doubled my time in getting home, just getting past people. yeah, And mainly the the trains seem to be ruined every day by a little, like people taking ill... And, oh yeah, like just delays for no reason, and yeah. all kinds of stuff.
0: And like we try and we try and keep our train chat to a minimum these days. But also,
1: you brought it on.
0: <laughs> no, but well, I'm, no, I was going to say a train thing is why I said it because, <sighs> um, like, it. at this time of year, I remember doing the commute and being like, you see someone standing in the aisle who's clearly got a cold, and you're like, ugh. You stay away from me, you infected devil. Three days before Christmas.
1: People at work are real, and I'm thinking, like, I need to stay away from them.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, although the people, once you get there, might be feeling more jolly, I feel your pain of the London commute at Christmas time, Minging, absolutely minging.
1: I tell you what, though, that coming back that Friday is going to be quite lovely. Yeah. I'd like to think we're going to be allowed to leave early, but I don't think we will. I
0: think I feel like actual jobs don't no, do that. Right? No, it's not school. <laughs> really, leave, leave it at it lunchtime. <laughs> um, we we can wear our own clothes on the last day. We all play <laughs>
1: games. Oh, I hope so. Um, but like, yeah, getting back that that time, knowing I've got a full week and a bit off. Wow.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. Gonna be it's, it is lovely like that, and it is. It's like a funny thing because obviously in work, it's not like at school where you get like half terms and like summer holidays. Like when you know you're not going to see your work colleague for like a week, it feels like about ten years. It's like mm. I'll, I hope you stay well yeah. for the next seven have lovely days holiday, and I'll yeah. see you next year. What? Yeah. yeah, Uh But yeah, have you have you finished present buying?
1: Uh, mostly a few little bits to do. I think I've I got things covered. Really early on this year, which yeah. is a surprise. But it really kind of, I didn't have much money. This Obviously, this is a tight kind of time for most people. Yeah. Uh, but we all got paid early, which was a nice little surprise. So with that money, I'm going to get a few more bits and hopefully be a bit nicer. Because it got to the point where I was like, I can't get anything for anyone anymore. And there were some people <laughs> that I haven't bought for yet. And I was all like, good. I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. I had no idea. So I was very fortunate. Yeah. And now I can actually make them like me at Christmas.
0: Exactly, we like you all the time, Harry. You don't need to buy us presents no. for us to like you.
1: <laughs> yeah, so you know, we'll see. I, at the moment, though, I'm all figured out.
0: It's all going to be great. We're so close now. I'm, I'm just, I'm just getting excited. Have you done yours? Um. Well, we do like a secret Santa thing in our family, so like, yes and no. As in, like, I don't think I need to buy anything else now, but I also only had to buy one thing in the first place. And obviously That's sort it. you out
1: nice way of doing it but you do
0: it a bit differently it's not like a well, just it's like it's not re- a
1: random gift
0: it's not really a secret Santa so in se- basically what used to happen is we'd all buy each other like say for example like a 10 20 pound present and then you get loads of like that size presents and then we thought actually why don't we all just get one person and buy them like a bigger nicer present yeah. So that's what we did last year. I think the year before as well. Um, and that is what we're doing this year. So yeah, I only had one person, Lizzie, former guest Lizzie, my little sister. I had to buy for her. She is done. Lovely. And it's a good one. Yeah. I'm not going to say what it is because she might be listening to this, but it's a good one. I'm I'm excited for her to open it. To so that's always like the nice thing when you get someone a present and you're really excited for them to open it.
1: Yeah. So, oh, yeah. That's, that's something I only got like, I think last Christmas... Um, I got like or a George decent, Michael. I know, I was trying to think of the next <laughs> um, last Christmas I got like a decent paycheck in like November. So yeah. it was like, oh, I can actually buy people some decent things. And I felt more excited about giving people things than yeah. I was about getting anything. It and is lovely. Yeah. This year is a bit the same as that. Like I just, I can actually give, like put some time and thought into things and like, not that I have to buy people loads of stuff, but it's like, I have the freedom now to, yeah. If I think, oh, oh, I oh I you're like, like this, I can go and get it. Yeah.
0: It's lovely. Yeah. It's lovely. It's nice to be generous at this time of year.
1: Yeah. Maybe it's just growing up as well, and you become less, like... I want stuff.
0: Yeah. I think it is that, and, like, they all do... I have a god, I not where... because I'm such a mature, sophisticated kind of man. But, like, the... giving other people gifts is, like, as exciting as what you're going to get. Like, I think that yeah. becomes a thing. Anyway, we're here for a reason today, yeah. Harry, and... This is going to be our last recording session of the year, for a start. Weird. Yeah. Our first calendar year that we've absolutely smashed out of the park.
1: Yeah. All the way.
0: Yeah. Straight from, I think, January the 3rd. We had an episode out. Yeah. A little round-up. A little round-up. round are
1: right at the end.
0: Yeah. It's been a long old trek. Yeah. Looking back, I can't quite believe we kept it up for so long. But we have... um. And the fitting finale to it all is... Going out
1: with a bang, in it.
0: Yeah, is Album of the Year. Yeah. Listening back to our Song of the Year episode, I was really happy with our selections, and I was really happy with the ep. So it feels like somehow there's more pressure on this one. I feel more pressure. Because I feel like I care more about Album of the Year than I cared about Song of the Year, as in, like, this is, like, the big award to hand out. Yeah. And, yeah... Let's not mess it up. Nice. Do you think we can do it? I think so. I think so too. I definitely do. Uh, and obviously we're not we're not going to do highlights, things like that, listeners. But I think we're going to do full songs again. Yep. That is the plan. So we're going to start with like a little mix, like we did last week, of like a number of albums that came close but didn't quite make the cut in our top ten. So here's some lovely music for you to all enjoy. Lovely. Tuck in. Lovely little mix of tunes that was. Beautiful. Uh, but listeners, you've already realised some things that haven't made the final ten. Mm-hmm. Has that amped your anticipation or have you heard your favourite already and thought these guys know nothing? <laughs> Probably at least yeah. at some point someone has. I'm sure some people are thinking that is ridiculous. Yeah. But we're going to go straight in with number ten and I'm going to unveil it. Done nice. the same thing, we've got our little cards in our hand, very divinous still, and uh, And I'm going to announce that at number 10 in the Tracks Awards 2017 Album of the Year is Rex Orange County with Apricot Princess.
1: Yeah. Well done, Rex.
0: This is one that I suppose is a bit more of your pick than mine. So tell us. Tell us why that is the 10th best album of the year.
1: So this one came as a bit of a surprise to me this year, kind of. As I started to get into him, I remember there was, I was just going down a Spotify and I was like, oh, there's an album. And this was, this must have been September. Um, so this is quite late on in the year. And um, just from, I was that intrigued with him at the time. It was one of the ones that you stick on, you listen to throughout. And I remember we had it on at the office and it was gauging my interest every other t- every other song. Yeah. So then I was like, right, I'm just going to really dig into this and this and and I just think it's um, a real, for a, well, it's not necessarily a debut album. It's, well, it just isn't. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's like his second album, but his first one was obviously you know, very, like, I don't know if there's a word for it. It's like his debut big album. Yeah. Like his debut. It's for... like his breakthrough.
0: I think so. Think of like the horrors. Like, Primary Colours was basically their first album, even though it wasn't their first album. Or Mystery Jets were the same as well. Yeah. Like, everyone just thinks 21 was their first album, but it wasn't. Yeah, exactly like that. Um, And I just think it opens beautifully,
1: like, for for a debut thing, and a guy that is still very young and very new with this whole kind of music thing, and new meaning, like, years and years of practice. But um, it's just such a mature record um you know you i think your one of your takeaways from it is that it's and i don't, don't want to make it sound negative almost but you think it's
0: quite disney i think it sounds like a toy story soundtrack right. and i mean that in a good way as in like uh like what randy newman did for the first toy story i think is brilliant like strange things i think is just like a stand up brilliant tune and like everything that fits in with like the vibe of the film like it's, it's, it's great. Like that, that is absolutely not, uh, uh, insult or like a like, yeah. slight of the the record all. But I do, I do think it sounds quite, um, dramatic and quite like, um, you know, that, that thing that like in musicals or whatever it is, like you're trying to, the sort of being larger than life to really project out mm. to the audience and trying to, project emotion and i do feel like this record does that
1: That, that's exactly what i'd say and you can hear why somebody like tyler the creator has jumped on board and said yeah this guy is for me because there's a lot of influences there that kind of shine through and it's obvious that he was one of um rex's influences um and there's just a real like array of different types of tunes on there as well there's some really big numbers there's some those ones that are quite personal that he'll like rap on and like he's just he's firstly got a great singing voice but he's just got a really nice tone to his voice when he's doing more kind of spoken word stuff yeah and i just think as as a piece of work it's just really um surprised me um interestingly his other one that was talking about his his actual debut was only last year so it's kind of like a debut EP, yeah. but the length of an album. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's why this is number 10. Um, I, there's something i do if, if something is a debut. and You know, there's obviously albums that I think are great, but they won't be any higher because, you know, there yeah. are people that do greatness better.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for sure.
1: Especially if they've got a lot more behind them, yeah. they can well, do it a little bit better. But...
0: I definitely agree with that, although I will say that there are still some debut albums to come of in course. our top 10, a of number course. of them. Um, Yeah, actually, (laughs) I I should almost take it back. No, because I I know exactly what you're saying. Like sometimes, um, when you're looking like a real body of work by someone, like the the understanding of who they are as an artist is like an important part of what makes you enjoy, you know, whatever it is, an hour in their company, yeah, musically. So like a debut album, I think it does have to work harder sometimes to like Mm. to be great. Cool. Um, I'm gonna play.
1: Untitled, which is one of my favourite tracks on the album. There's a, an amazing whistly bit at the end, which is just so cool. And uh, yeah, number 10 with Apecourt Princess. This is Rex Orange County.
3: I
4: make enough mistakes And it feels like she's the only one That hears the things I say So if for any reason it's some miscommunication Or I'm lying to her face my immaturity and habits getting in the way cause I can barely breathe and I don't know how I'll explain myself this time wish it wasn't a case of this time but why can't I be any other boy that doesn't need a hand in love someone that I would trust but how did i fail to give you all the love that you deserve when you're the only thing that's worth what life is worth and i don't mind if you hate me because, baby, if I were you, I would probably hate me, too. I said that I don't mind if you hate me. Because, baby, if I were you, I would probably hate me, too.
1: So, number ten down, which takes us to number nine, and I'm going to reveal this one. Please do. So, number nine, we have a little bit of a crazy one, and we'll get into that after I've said it is
0: Alt-J with Relaxer. A crazy one? I'm I'm intrigued to know why you think it's a crazy one. Well,
1: I think it's a crazy one because a couple of months ago, or maybe five months ago, this wasn't getting in my top ten.
0: No, I feel like, um, although it's one of the live sets that I have, like, quite a sketchy memory of from the year, Like, I feel like after Glastonbury, after seeing them play, it started to sort of steadily climb my list for the year.
1: Yeah, because it probably caused us to listen to them a bit more.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, and also, I think, like, they've, it feels like they've put out a lot of singles from it. So, like, yeah, now we're starting to hear a lot more. Yeah, so I feel yeah. like I've been quite kind of repeatedly exposed to this album, whereas some albums, I remember last year with Lemonade, like it came out to like a big reception and then it felt like it disappeared. And I think uh, one of us, one of those for us this year has been Gorillas, Humans. Like mm. it, it was, there was a lot of hype. We listened to it quite a lot straight away. And then as you'll know, because it was in our mix, it hasn't made the top ten because it just kind of faded away. Um, yeah. Whereas this, I feel like I've kind of been constantly dipped in and dipped in and dipped in again.
1: Well, it's an eight-song album. Yeah.
0: So there's there's
1: less work to do when it comes to listening to it. Also true. And I've also found with J they've always been albums that I've had to kind of love after a long time of getting yeah. used to them or. They're just growers. They've always been growers. And that doesn't... Yeah. It's like, like the second album I listened to constantly, especially when it came out. I was just listened to it over and over and over again.
0: Yeah.
1: And there were some songs I didn't like, and there were some songs that I thought were misplaced, and blah, blah, blah. And then the, the the more you kind of listen to the album, the more things start to make sense. And they, I've always found that with, with All J. Because
0: they're weird, right? Like, yeah. I mean, we can... And I mean that in the best way possible, but we can absolutely put it out there. They're a weird band, and their music is weird. It's, I mean, it, it can feel very jarring a lot of the time. It, it
1: can, and there were there are. I mean, I can name a few things that I didn't like, which was they did. It, I mean, they did it well, so it's not too bad. But they did a cover of House of the Rising Sun. Yeah, and I sometimes think, well, I was just in this position where I was like, I want to hear your songs, and I, it, oh. you're, I'm so happy to hear that, but I want it to be at the end or as a bonus or something like that's that b-side yeah it just seems like that's in general that's what they're like yeah um and then hit me like that snare was just one that took me
0: a long time to like really because i like i i, well, I like I, it now i feel like i can't really remember if i didn't like it in the first place but i definitely do i now. didn't because it's so
3: hit me like a snare <laughs> it
1: well, that's so, what they do anyway i know it is but it was it was more it seemed a bit on the nose yeah, yeah. and it's like fuck me and it's like the, the lyrics yeah. and that were so weird. And I was just like, I don't know what this is. I don't know if I like it. Yeah.
0: But they also, they also always have a bit of that. Like there's always, um, there's always a lyric in there every now and then where you think, oh, I, don't, I don't know if I liked that. But no. I'm thinking of the, the Chris Packett lyric from, L- that's the L- last album. Yeah. And it's like, I always just think like, it sounds stupid. Which I love. Also like, no, who licks a Chris Packett? Do you lick Chris Packett's? I think I get what they
1: mean by it,
5: but like, if like, you gonna a it crisp
1: is... Would have the 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 like residue of the salt and onion? Yeah, but why are you licking onion? it? That's horrible. Um, <laughs>
0: uh,
1: salt and vinegar, like
0: salt and onion. <laughs> I think
1: I've I've licked a salt bag in the past. I don't think I've ever got to. I think like a yogurt
0: lid or something. Maybe everyone licks that. Lick
1: me like your yogurt. It doesn't have the same. No, I like, know, but but I think I got it enough to why they did it, and the imagery is pretty intense. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, this one was a real grower and it and it really did things after a while. Like I could understand it's um I understand what they were trying to get from it. And I've, I think finding out more about it as well, like hearing that um what we talked about last time, uh, In Cold Blood was actually one they were like
0: working on, for working ages on and ages, yeah. back
1: in the like the first album that like, it, it brings to me that well, it it makes me just think that they are they don't change all that much, all of their albums do have very much all j inside them, like yeah. they yes their their imagery changed quite a bit with this one, and their the music was quite odd, but it's all very them yeah they never they never st- they seem to have this perfect ability to steer far away from their other albums, but also kind of stay within the same. World, as all Jay.
0: Yeah, and I think like even even like the imagery for the album that they've used, like it's. They, I remember seeing them say that it was like it was influenced by kind of uh, PlayStation One games that they kind yeah, of grew like, up around. I yeah. um, I like you say it is kind of their own little world, and they they like go more all out on videos than virtually anyone else out there. Like they, they're a they're a they're a thing of themselves.
1: Like also, it's an eight. Part album, an eight bit album, with an eight bit video game Ooh, style thing. I wonder, if, that's I a wonder thing. if that was. Yeah, I
0: didn't. I hadn't caught that before, but yeah, I I really love it. And actually, funnily Maybe enough, it's early... not eight bit. Though I don't know anything about games. <laughs> no, but it's something. That's yeah, a thing. Yeah. That's a game thing. Yeah. Um, but what I I think what I love is that it it takes risks really because we've all kind of laughed at like the we've talked about loads of times like the video of how to make an alt j song yeah, yeah but then yeah. if you think of like pleader like with like the choir and it becomes yeah, like it's massive you like, know yeah it becomes nothing like anything you would ever relate to alt j at all and I, I love that they obviously they do the thing they do really well and there's some great tunes on there which sound like alt j tunes but then there's moments like that where you think god i don't know where that came from but what yeah. an interesting thing to have brought forward yeah so I think I think that's why it's a really great piece of work
1: and they've, they've I mean for us you know number 9 at some point in the year they've probably been in the top 30 or 40 nowhere near and they've just gradually crept up and I think that's quite a, yeah. a good thing for a, a band to have done Um, so what shall we play probably my favourite song from the album uh, Dead Crush great choice by Donald J number 9
0: There you have it, that was number nine, Alt J Relaxer. In at number eight is another debut. Ooh. It's an artist who um beginning of the year, no idea about whatsoever, never heard of. And then a little teaser video appeared online featuring one Alex Turner, um which Basically, all it depicted was some recording sessions, like, out in a desert somewhere in America, and totally, I think both of us we were just piqued like, oh, our interesting. interest. Interesting. Yeah.
1: And that was pretty much it, and then it was just, oh, well, let's wait to see what happens. Yeah.
0: And then, Alexandra Saviour dropped Belladonna of Sadness, Was which... there a single before that? Uh, no, there was, on that thing, there was some, there was... some
1: of her music playing,
0: wasn't yeah. there? And, like, it sounded, it basically sounded like an Arctic Monkeys record a lot of the instrumental but like in a really great way not like a rip-off way at all but like you could totally feel alex's um sort of fingerprints all over what we heard in that bit and yeah then this what i think is a really amazing album is one that um i just i just go back to all the time this year um quite
1: unspoken about this year as well isn't it
0: yes and i think um there's probably a lot of reasons for that. You know, taste, whatever, you know, where popular culture is at. But also, I think we learned when we went to see her play at Scarlet in London, I think we learned a little bit about maybe why this record hasn't blown up as it could have. Mm. We've got an incredibly nervous, shy performer on our hands here. Mm-hmm. Someone who almost looked like she was being tortured. Forced into like, to
1: perform, yeah. Yeah,
0: like it reminded me of like you know, when you do performing arts at school and then like you have to do the performance and you none of you actually want to be there. It's like, right, we have to do our stupid little dance now. Mm. Like it really felt like she, someone had forced her to get on that stage, didn't want to be there. And I think that, I found it quite endearing and it made her like in some ways a more interesting performer, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I can also see why that would be a massive obstacle to um, kind of more mainstream success. I think it's a record, though, that really stands up. When I look through the track list, there's just song after song that I think is...
1: Yeah, like when we had... Uh, I don't think... Was she in our top ten for singles? No. But she, she came close. Yeah, she came close, and we were both kind of... Not fighting as such, but saying, I think we should play this one. It was like, actually, no, I think this one. And yeah. It was like, oh, but I think this one's the best one. And it's like... There was, there's a lot in there that are really great songs.
0: Yeah. And it's it's... Yeah, it's got like a whole... Atmosphere to the record. I think um, the kind of it's, it's very on the nose, but the most obvious comparison it would be like a supergroup of uh, the Arctic Monkeys and Lana Del Rey, like those yeah. two elements kind of mixed in, and we get this kind of slightly kind of American Americana okay, West, yeah, Western, inflected yeah. type thing. But yeah. Um, yeah, and again, like I suppose it. To go back to it, like when he started wearing his like western shirts and like all yeah. those things like it's very much that era. But there's Sheriff Turner, <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of like I think there's a lot of individuality in there as well. There's kind of little turns of phrase that I think are very much her, and I feel like I feel like lyrically that is probably where she really flourishes when she's kind of in a safe space putting out her stuff. Mm. Um, and I look, you know, looking down this. I think Mirage, Mirage, was the one that I wanted to get in our top ten songs of the year. Yeah. Um, that's the opening track. Shades. When we both first listened to this record, yeah, that was our favorite. That time. We both said like that really stood out straight away. Um, but Gurley has got like a real mm. tenderness. Um,
1: that's beautiful. That track.
0: Yeah, like brilliantly, brilliantly beautiful. It's almost got like a a slight like nancy sinatra kind of thing to it it does
1: and it has weirdly which you maybe wouldn't expect it has this weird kind of earwormy aspect to it where it's not like a a lot of earworms tend to be quite forceful tracks yeah this one does it in a really subtle way like i finish the song and i find myself two hours later going
3: kelly
0: just like singing to myself because that there's like a real uh, a sweet sort of innocence to it. Like the, that's the sort of finale of what it builds up to is he calls me girly, mm. and it's like that's kind of it's kind of cute, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I I totally agree with what you're saying there because I think also the the inflection of the the verse It's like hopeless. These show is it's like it's really. Mm-hmm. It's really, really catchy, um, and the whole album has moments like that running through it. Mm. Um, and yeah, I was really, really impressed. And I, I like you say, it has gone a little bit under the radar, and I think maybe deserved more hype than it got. The record. Um,
1: it's, it's it's possible that the Alex Turner thing turned people off, because I feel like it's cool to hate to dislike him
3: now.
0: Yeah, it has that has maybe become a, a thing, um, but. I definitely think it stands up and deserves its place at number eight in our list. So I, would, cool. I guess, without further ado, like to play a song. And should we go with Girlie as we've yeah, sort of so. picked it out and talked about it? I think that feels like the right song to play. Yeah, let's do it. Alexandra Saviour with Gurley.
6: Hopelessly showbiz associates she She's got friends you haven't met smoke man ka
0: up harry
1: give it to us i'm gonna give it to you good <laughs> this is uh our number seven uh kane strang with two hearts and no brain
0: where could we possibly begin to say <laughs> something we haven't already said about kane strang i mean we're scratching here for sure because i reckon probably is now going to reach the peak of being the most played tracks artist ever constantly getting into every subject we can weasel him into um we're huge fans of Kane Strang and this album I think was a real a real progression for him yeah uh tried some new things that he didn't on Blue Cheese um yeah felt like a more rounded artist bigger sound still making the same kind of interesting uh intriguing indie music that we both know and love
1: and it holds the same personal values as well and it still you know it doesn't change too much there
0: no he, i think he remained sort of true to himself as an artist while also expressing himself further and like growing and i think the the turnaround as well you know an album is a it's a big piece of work sometimes i think uh, a little bit deceptive in a way when you listen to an album it's like Thirty or forty minutes of music—it can feel like, God, that wasn't very much. But like, it's a—it's a massive body of work to put out a, a full record. And I think yeah. to, you know, within a year to have put out his second album straight after his first—I think is a real, a really impressive thing—and speaks of someone who is very dedicated to his craft and also, yeah, it's just like quite
1: or anything either. It's not like a
0: yeah, but just quite prolific. I think like quite no. amazing. Um, yeah, I—I I absolutely love this album, and we' we're, we're walking on well trodden ground here by talking about him yeah. um is there like a slightly off pieced uh song that we could play from it and maybe we'll have something to say about that as we haven't played it before i would
1: say uh yeah i would say don't follow
0: me i'm lost brackets i'm lost yeah the it's the penultimate Song on the album, and I think it's a great choice. Um, mm-hmm. it's got, I suppose, he's always kind of had like a, I think there's always been a great contrast of like what can often be like light humor in his lyrics and like quite dark sounding music. But th- this is quite a kind of like it's got like a real kind of garagey sort of drive yeah. to it. Um, and it's an interesting sort of finale to the album, because it doesn't doesn't sort of finish on a massive crescendo, does it? It kind of... It just sort of...
1: Can I just quickly say, because I just remembered something as well about Kane, that I, in recent... Well, the last week after having him in the top singles, I've been playing uh, My Smiles Extinct to quite a few people. Yeah. And one person in particular was like, ugh, why like why are you listening to, to music like this because of the subject matter and yeah. I was like I love this chorus and the, she's like <laughs> why I'm like it's not like it's not serious like <laughs> I'm not listening to it because I'm worried about my health and whatever I'm listening I yeah th- and it just goes back to what Ken Shang said where he said that you know, a lot of people listen and don't realize he's joking around yeah yeah for sure and um, so he's, he's speaking of that darkness and that but I think he's it. yeah he puts it across in a way by using humour. Yeah, totally. Which most people hopefully are able to realise that he's not being, you know, it's not a
0: No, completely. It's like song. you said you've started, it's my smile, you've started like singing that little chorus bit <laughs> at work. Yeah. And like, if if you know the song, it's really funny.
1: Yeah, I guess without context and without yeah. knowing it's a song. You're just like, You're right. Kill me now. <laughs> I want to die. <laughs> I've sung that to someone else and they're like yeah me too I'm like (laughs) oh god (laughs)
0: yeah but um, I don't think we need to say too much here just that come this time next year it would be a bloody dream I feel like there's no way it can happen but if we had a third Kane Strang album which was again in our top ten albums of the year that would be great so please Kane if you're listening do another one do another round one do another one. Do
1: another good one.
0: Yeah. Uh, so here it is. Don't follow me. Brackets. I'm lost. <laughs> Coming in at number six on our album of the year, shortlist, just outside the top five, is someone else we spoke about last week. It's The XX yeah. with I See You, an album that we did kind of accidentally go into a bit last week. So we're not going to, again, we're going to try and not retread ground, but yeah. it had to be in there. It absolutely had to be in there. Um it's an interesting one because, like, the first song or two that came out, I thought, oh, are these lyrics, like, a bit too sickly sweet and, like, have they kind of, have they lost their cool? Have they gone, like, a a bit too far? In... Because obviously there was, like, if you think of, like, back to the first album, something like VCR, mm. like, in some ways it was a bit, like, ugh. you know what I mean? In, in other hands, those lyrics could have been, like, just a bit hipstery and a bit like cringely lovey but in their hands they kind of they dealt with it perfectly and I think there was there were moments before this came out where I was a bit worried that they were going to go down that road uh, I needn't have worried because as we now know it's it's an amazing it's an amazing amazing album can you remember like your first your first thoughts after hearing it the album yeah
1: um First thoughts were that there were some tracks in there that will I'll hold up as some of their best, which I struggled with and just purely down to not listening that much, but with the second album, there were there was angels was on the second wasn't it? yeah, that was like one of my favorite songs, and other than that, there's probably a few songs on there that I wouldn't even recognise from that album, yeah, well, I guess knowing that they're not from the first or third, I think I do <laughs> <not to laughs> right but. There is some yeah that that album actually kind of passed me by a little bit yeah um, so I I would have had a different um, view on it than you which was kind of tra- uh, the XX back back to their best kind of thing but, yeah you because know, you you are the opposite to me in that you like them in the opposite order that I do like, yeah mine th- is kind of first album is my favourite third. Second and then second is last.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I, I love I love them all. And that, as we yeah, kind of covered was... last week, I've I kind of the it increasingly become a bigger and bigger fan. But yeah, for sure, I feel like this is this is my favorite XX album. I just think there's certain moments, and I'm not I'm not sure if we played on hold, but like I, I want to play on hold as our song from this album, just because I think it kind of sums up all the all the great things we get in this. There's kind of... Um, it is that breakaway. It's the lighter side of them. You get like proper samples coming in here, things like spliced in, um, which is the Jamie influence. But it, I just feel like it took them to a, another level and also kept that thing of, as we've said before, walking out on stage at Glastonbury and saying we're just three goths who yeah. like kind of made it somewhere. I think they kept their personality whilst also just becoming a bigger sounding act.
1: I agree with that strongly. Yeah.
0: So I think that's why for me, I was just so delighted to see them take it somewhere new because I think for a lot of people, they were in danger of thinking, Oh, the XX doing the XX thing again. Like there, that was always a risk the longer they kept going. Um, but it's great to see how much they've managed to freshen it up. Yeah. So that is why I think this album deserves its, spot in our top ten so yeah I would like to play On Hold as, okay. as our track so here it is
6: I don't blame you we got carried away I can't hold on to an empty space
7: now you've found when you start to orbit it could be love I think you're too soon to call us old When and where did we go cold? I thought I had you on hold. And every time I let you leave, I always saw you coming back to me. It it could be love, I think you're too soon to call us so
1: choice there um and a worthy number six um so that brings us to the halfway point the halfway house number five of the tracks albums of the year 2017 and the award goes to king crawl with the ooze which i'm gonna let you kind of take the take the wheel on this one for a little bit
0: okay so this is the first one on the list for me that like could have been way way higher up i it wouldn't quite have made it as my album of the year, but I could have quite happily had this at number two. I think like, we'll probably go into it later in the episode about like, we kind of, well, I set like some criteria for what I feel like makes a great album. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of how we got to our number one choice, or I got to our number one choice anyway. Um, but like, so many of those criteria really apply to this album. I feel like it, pushes the boundaries of like the the genre and also can crawl as an artist i feel like it's something to get completely lost in and it's a real expression of who he is uh and kind of what his vision is it, it really feels like quite a complete piece of work and i know it's over an hour long and i've seen some people say that it's a bit self-indulgent i've seen some people say that like it there's bits which are just kind of unlistenable but this for me I think it's about 77 minutes long and I can put it on start to finish and I'm just off in this weird kind of dark woozy sometimes slightly kind of off kilter world I just feel like I can get completely lost in it Um, do you find that it's a
1: listen to as an album as opposed to listen to individual songs kind of thing
0: yeah I really do I think obviously Dumb Surfer I think we played did we play that in the mix last week yeah I think so I think that's like as close to a single as we ever really get and even that it's kind of not a single at all mm. it's it fits within the song before it and after it on the track list and it it's again just like totally weird he's he's just unique there's there's no one out there doing what King Crawl is mm. doing um and I I love it for that I absolutely love this record for the fact that it's weird and in some places it can feel a bit inaccessible. I think, like, there's nothing... Sometimes it can feel a little bit like someone is trying to kind of... trying to make a certain kind of album or, like, trying to appeal to a certain kind of audience. I feel like this is just a kind of... a deluge of every kind of music.
1: Is it a case of uh, giving it another six months and seeing what people think about it then rather than... Because it is reasonably new this year; so yeah. it's only a month old or so.
0: I think it's definitely a case of that, and also I think it's just a case of the people who, I think, the more time you give it, and like proper time you give it as well. It's not, it's not one to kind of have on in the background. No, absolutely not. Like I, I literally the other day put it on in my bedroom as loud as it, I could without winding everyone else in the house up and just lay on my bed and just listen to it with like no distractions. It's that kind of album. It just completely washes over you. Yeah. And if you, if you want to engage with it as much as that, I think there's so much to get. There's layers upon layers upon layers of intrigue in there. Um, But some people don't want it and that's fine. And some of the albums that we're ranking higher up have don't take as much work. And in some ways it feels a bit weird that something that music should be quite instant and, accessible and you should know Oh, i like that or i don't like that so in some ways that's something that is a bit hard work to really love i can understand why people would sort of react badly to that yeah. um but i th- i think it's an amazing amazing album which i don't even think i've mentioned the name it was called the ooze mm-hmm. um <laughs> and it's like
1: it's a good name as well isn't it
0: yeah and the album cover's cool called... The ones with power rangers yeah it
1: was mr ooze i thought i can't remember
0: yeah, it reminds me of Home, actually, because York has a river running through it called the Ouse. Really? Yeah. So there's just there's just so much, and we were talking earlier about how um, he's like doing TV appearances at the moment and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and even then you're kind of looking and thinking, what do these people make of this guy?
1: Yeah, because he's... A, he's a, and it sounds rude, but he's an odd kind of guy. Like, I like, thought today firstly he's got a voice that's very like it takes you back if you're not expecting it then i thought he actually looks a little bit like (laughs) nosferati um you know a handsome nosferati um but there's there's the whole package there in like in visually and as a band they look quite cool yeah um and when the voice hits you in the music like he played they played Dumb surfer on tv and it was all quite chaotic yeah lots of reverb in the voice um that kind of echoed even when he's going on through to different lyrics, it's echoing the past ones over him and it gets a bit muddled, not in a bad way. Uh, and then the kind of solo bits come in with a guitar and that's all like layered and like yeah. everyone's kind of doing stuff at the same time. And then I'm just thinking, I know there's people that yeah. are not enjoying this. Yeah.
0: But... Cause it is all quite discordant. It's, yeah. it's a fever dream of an album. Like mm. that is kind of what it feels like at times. And that's what I mean. Like you can get totally lost in it. Think, it, is that a term,
1: a fever dream, or something?
0: No, I was just thinking because you were talking about a fever dream last week. Yeah, no, that's a really good.
1: Uh, it is like that, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's a completely like.
0: Yeah, it's really immersive. I, yeah, yeah, and I and I yeah, I, I, that's what I absolutely love about it. It, it just, it just is. A, it's an experience. Sometimes
1: things like that aren't for
0: everybody, are they?
1: If no. if they something that is quite an anxious sounding thing, like something that. Yeah gets you on your toes or something some people want something a bit more simple and they can yeah. not quite like i'm not not to dumb them down at all like sometimes i like that kind of stuff and
0: yeah there's certainly moments in
1: like you say like it's not a song to play i remember playing it at work when it first came out yeah so before i'd ever heard it i played the album and i was just thinking i think i'm annoying people
0: yeah because yeah. and there's definitely moments for me when it would annoy me as well as much as i love it mm. like if i'm like trying to get a, some work done and like, i've got a deadline. Honestly, I can't think of anything worse. It would give me a headache and I'd be like anxious.
1: It's burning fucking <laughs> trash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Doing a but spreadsheet. When it's the right time it's it's brilliant. It's so good. Yeah. Um nice one. Do you know what song you might play? Do you know what I think given the fact that I've spoken about it as a complete piece of work, the place to start is at the very beginning so I'm going to play Biscuit Town which is the yeah. opening track it's a good track yeah and it again it's one of the more standalone tracks in an yeah. album of not really standalone tracks so let's go with that this is King Crawl with Biscuit Town
8: It seemed to sink lower Gazing in the rays of the solar In fact, we made a pact, for now I think it's over I'm red on white, but he sipped on cage soda Fucked-ass Coca-Cola For at least for now it's all over Yeah, at least for now it's all over I seem to sink low out Biscuit Town Biscuit Town Your shallow waters, I'm the deep sea bed And I'm the reason you flow I got my moons wrapped around my head and Jupiter's nose Whilst you orbit with some stupid holes Only a slack hole.
0: So you have it, that was number five. King Krull with the ooze. And at number four is Rostam with Half Light.
1: Again, one for you.
0: Yeah, although you've you've listened to this album and yeah, enjoyed course. it, right?
1: I wouldn't have accepted it in there if I hadn't. This high
0: as well. So yeah. this is an interesting one for me personally in terms of uh as we've always talked about what I really relate to musically. I feel like I, I just enjoy this as an instrumental piece of work. I just love the sounds and the variation and the um, the experimental, fun nature of this record. Yeah. Uh, without There are, you know, there are lyrical flourishes that I really enjoy, um, but generally speaking, I just...
1: It kind of takes... I like it because it takes me back to... And I can't help but do it because of the association, but... It takes me back to my years of Vampire Weekend, yeah. and it's like, "Hey, do you know that band you love? Here's them, but different, and like an older version of them. One yeah. that fits now more than yeah, this thing. It is Vampire like a Vampire
0: Weekend Word. record. I, I absolutely, I like you say because obviously Ross is a former member of Vampire Weekend. It's it is in some ways a very easy comparison, but that that sort of uh youthful joyous slightly based in like roots of afrobeat but very much kind of its own thing like all those kind of key components to what made early vampire weekend is all in here um it's a
1: very directly indie album but with like it's quite dreamy as well yeah um and it does borrow from a lot of different places in terms of its
0: genres. Yeah, and dance. I think... I remember when this first came out talking about it on the podcast and trying my hardest, and I'm still not going to be able to do it well, but, like, this is, I think, just, like, one of the most enjoyable listening experiences I've had all year. Just, like, I have so much fun every time I listen to this. Just because it it is just exciting. It's, like it's like being a kid and like running around a park. It's like, it's just, it's just puts a smile on your face. Mm. Um, and you never quite know what's around the corner. It's very animal collective. I think that's kind of the easiest comparison to make after vampire weekend. Um, that kind of experimental thing, but it's, it's like, it's dancing, And then it's also got like some quite more tender moments. Um, I also like the fact that, no, we know Rostam was a huge part of the kind of vampire weekend sound, but he's now he's now a front man, like he's singing on this beautifully,
1: yeah
0: um sounding amazing, bringing in kind of influences from i suppose all of his experiences, but also loads of interesting artists' have got like production credits and stuff on here. I just think if at this time of year you just want something joyous to listen to. I can't think of anything kind of more perfect. And it's. I, I think imagining what we've got to come, I think it's the most summary album. It definitely takes me back to the sunnier days here in England yeah. uh, when it first came out. Again, I just think, I think it's a fantastically complete piece of work.
1: Nice.
0: <laughs> I noticed that for the last 10 minutes, this has just been me yabbering on. We'll get there when Harry is gonna have a lot more to say on some of the albums that are to come, but I suppose this is the Tim section of the show. (laughs) So without wanting to kind of just keep blabbering on forever, I'm gonna play a song and I'm gonna play the title track. It's called Half-Light, it's by Rostam featuring Kelly Zutro. And here is
4: Somewhere in the half Light I could feel it coming true. knew it, but I did it just for you, baby are you getting cold, my room is just down the hall, and if you stay the night I promise not to call, but somewhere in the half light, I could feel it coming back, I get it. There's no future, but I can't see it through the cracks Baby, is the door unlocked? Is your bed getting cold? I know if I stay at night, you'll ask me to go But somewhere in the half
3: light, I felt the morning coming through
1: swiftly on Tim we are at number three uh and we are gonna go with
0: (laughs) uh Sampha with process a difficult one to just hear that uh sentence a little bit because number three in some ways feels a little bit too low it's but it's no reflection on this not being an amazing album.
1: Not at all. And this has been one since the day it came out that I thought, this is going to be up there, because yeah. this is wonderful. And I've seen it on a lot of lists quite low down. And I, I honestly believe that it's a bit of a Mercury Award uh,
0: like sort of back. Yeah, sort of something. inverse snobbery.
1: Yeah, almost like, well, he's won his award. Or yeah. like well, we can't have that because it's too obvious or something like that. And yeah. I just... I think that's... Not that that is the reason why, but I just feel like he... I definitely know what you mean. can't let that get in the way. Um, and I think this is an absolutely terrific record that is that is that has some songs on it that have become... You know, they'll be known for this period of time mm-hmm. and they'll be remembered. Um, and it's just from start to finish, It's it's both... An album with good songs on it, just good tracks that you can listen to separately. And it is an album that makes sense as a piece, as a record of songs. And it's just stunning. There's yeah. nothing, I think it's almost flawless as as an album. It's, you know, vocally brilliant, instrumentally incredible. It's his debut. And as a debut, it's...
0: Yeah, it's kind of crazy, isn't it? Yeah.
1: I mean, he's obviously, as we've said before had a lot behind him and he's worked with with great people and he's he was getting a name for himself as kind of Subtracts with Sampha. Yeah. And now he's very much in the world of music on his own as an artist and I think this was just a great way for him to step forward.
0: Yeah. And I think what's like important to maybe people who if some people haven't listened to album is to point out there's like loads of variety on there. I think you know, last week, obviously, we played uh, No One Knows Me, by like the piano. And, like, I think that's the kind of impression that a lot of people have got of Sampha. Just mm-hmm. kind of, uh, sort of, ballady-type stuff, or, like, you know, quite heartfelt stuff. But then you hear, like, a song like Blood On Me. It's, like, a totally different...
1: And Chorus Sings, which has, yeah, like, yeah. A I mean that drop in it, and, like...
0: And that's the three that's the three tracks in a, that are next to each other right at the beginning of the album, isn't it? Right. And, like, there's so much more to it than maybe what a lot of people will have kind of taken as their impression of who he is as an artist i think
1: mm. and in terms of criteria we we're speaking about the whole it has an emotional you have you can have an emotional connection to this album yep it's both instrumentally and vocally brilliant that that stuff's done right songwriting is great that you know like i say there's there's not much with this that you could really call out for being bad
0: no it's got absolutely everything it's mm. a you know, we're right at the top now. So these are what these could all have been winners, and absolutely, Sanford could have won this award. Yeah, hands down, no arguments, big
1: time. So I guess a song. You know, we have played a few from the album before, and I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with "Under" because nice. it's underappreciated. <laughs> cool. So number three was "Process" by Sampha. And this is
2: under Sit,
0: was number three Samfer and I think regular listeners will be sort of the powers of deduction will be kicking in at this stage and they'll know I reckon
1: they'll know at least one
0: I think they'll have a good idea of what the top two are but in what order yeah I would guess so Mm. when I listen back to it I'll know which will be the top two
1: yeah me too actually isn't that strange
0: exactly weird Um, so at number two I'll do the grand unveil.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It's our old mate, Loyal Karner, with "Yesterday's Gone."
1: Absolutely, and what a, what a brilliant, brilliant album to top, to not top,
0: to not top, Sorry. to almost top, to
1: almost top.
0: Yeah, yeah. Again, what can we say that we haven't already said? Um, well, it it stood the test of time over the year, which is without a shadow. of It says a lot. It feels it feels ancient to me. This album, this is like a, it's from the sixties or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, all the things we've said a million times before. It's personal. It's heartfelt. It's um, it's just got a sort of effortless call about it. Um, in terms of the beats on pretty much every tune, they're right on the money. Like it's got
1: that flawlessness
0: that we were talking about, isn't it? It's, yeah, um... and like all the all the there's kind of little moments even like yesterday's gone the final track totally different to the rest of it but also brilliant like this little acoustic guitar number just sort of pops in at the end like it's just kind of relentlessly great Um, yeah I'm kind of trying to think of anything that we haven't already covered because as I suppose should be the case really we're not we're not going to just pluck out an album that we've never spoken about over the year to be our number two. We've spoken about it loads because it's an amazing piece of work. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm struggling here, listeners. Um, it's okay. I mean, if you want to know... I
1: mean, we're we're just assuming people have heard our Singles of the Year and that you're a tracks fan that knows everything we've talked about over the last year. And Lorcanor has been one of them. And like I say, it's been one of these albums that, you know come summer to- like, there were different points within the year that I picked it back up again and got back into it and yeah. I was unsure whether it would be in a top ten because I was um, for no reason there was just other things coming out yeah so from not from the beginning it's like uh, with Sampha I was like that's going to be in there Lorcanor was like um, <clears throat> it wasn't a grower but it had a lot more to it than I thought it was going to especially by the end of the year
0: yeah there's real depths and I think often certain sort of moods or certain moments strike you where you think, do you know what, now I really want to go and revisit uh, Yesterday's Gone. I think like it totally, it becomes like a bit of a soundtrack for you. I think the more mm-hmm. you grow to love it, yeah, there's just like times in your life when you just need to listen to a bit of Loyal Kana. Um And it's one that I think when we get into the top of the list, it's important that you think in... Five years time, am I still going to be listening to this? And I really think I will. I really genuinely think mm. this will still be on heavy rotation for for a long, long time to come. Um, and it's an, it's another debut record, which is mad. I um, who yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like a guy who almost has come out of nowhere, really, to be one of the biggest acts in English music for sure. It's an English hip hop, but also like he, he like does radio shows and he's brilliant at them like he's a model now like he, he just does everything everything he touches seems to he's turn a, to gold
1: he, he's a bit of an advocate for young people
0: yeah he's got like a cookery school thing for people with learning because he's he just he's just the guy right mm. like he's just the guy uh i love him i want to be his friend i yeah and i just want to listen to this on repeat for the next two hours so that's what we should probably do. <laughs> is that what we're going to
1: do? Yeah. On yeah. um,
0: Yeah. So, we should pick a song to play and, again, I feel like most of it has already got a, a spin. Is there, are there any, any that jump out to you or something that you'd like to listen to right now? Let's go
1: with, uh, Florence. It's a pretty song. Yes. beautiful.
0: Lovely. So here is cool. number two, Loyal Karner with Yesterday's Gone.
5: Oh, one, two. Uh, she could be my little freckle-faced fidgeter Me but miniature Sleeping on the sofa till she tackles And I tickle her the whisperer uh, I could be your listener Telling me your stories While I'm showing her a signature The scribbler saying that she's finished but I tell her eat a spinach and she'll see the sky's the limit trust because when we're with it I can feel it ain't no limit just be free me and my sister I can see the sky's are limitless uh, I feel her brush her hand across my cheek till I speak I yawn and say good morning keep her sweet squeeze her deep till she giggles starts to wriggle in the sheet then she disappears and sweeps me off my feet I need to eat uh, I'm reminded of the handshakes Remember that I promised her some pancakes. So I stagger to the stove and start to stand braids. See I'm gonna make them like my landmate. I see you perching on the corner of the weeping window.
2: Pain. Growing up fast, just like the flora. The world is yours, come shine away. Mm.
5: Alright. I could be your freckled face figure, Herber bigger. Shelter her from school when all the snitches start to snigger. I'll be sticking with her, hold her close and deeper within her. She would better me reading the recipe, we're cooking dinner. My little sinner, wonder walking in the park. Put her to bed and end up talking till it's dark. She spins a web and I get caught up in the laugh. I should go, but though I know I shouldn't ask. See, my sister's like, nah, there's one more task. I ain't bored of one. I uh, laying with her till the morning comes. More begun. I'm a warmer like the morning sun. Good morning, Ben. Again, we talk until the morning's done. Uh, and I'm reminded of the handshakes. Remember that I promised her some pancakes. So I stagger to the stove, start to stand brace. See, I'ma make 'em like my man. I see you perching on the corner of the weeping window pane. You're growing up fast is
2: like the flora A world is yours come shine
0: So here we are. We've made it to the summit once again. Our album of the year. Uh, earlier in the episode, I kind of alluded to the fact that we, or at least I, kind of suggested a number of criteria for what makes a great album, yeah, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna say them now.
1: Before you went into it, sorry, you sent me this list, and then on my own merit. Yeah, I we, came up with the number one as well. Yeah,
0: exactly. We both picked the same number one off of this list. So the criteria is that the album should exemplify all the musical depths of it you have as an artist. It should push the boundaries. It should make a statement about who you are as an artist. It should be a progression from previous work. It should be a collection of songs that belong together. There shouldn't be any fillers. It should, where possible, move the genre forward. It should be brave and bold. And it should have standalone moments that blow your head off every single time you hear them. And once, for me personally, once I'd written down those criteria, there was there was only one winner. Mm-hmm. And I think it was the same for you. So, Harry, would you like to unveil our 2017 Album of the Year?
3: Yeah.
1: I was unaware that you hadn't yet. So. No.
0: Okay. The
1: winner of the Tracks Awards Album of the Year is... Tyler the Creator with Scumfuck, Flower Boy.
0: Yes. Yes, it is. And funny enough, probably my number
1: one for a while now. Uh, it did move up and down a few times. Um, and <clears throat> earlier at the table when we were looking, when we were kind of coming up with our top tens, when I saw you had a number one, I was quite surprised in yeah. a way. I was hopeful that that was going to be the case. <laughs> but it was nice that you came to that without any budging from me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think it it was very much a mutual choice. And because you're certainly the bigger Tyler fan of the two of us, I'll let you go into it. You know, what it is about this album in particular that is so special. But I think what I'll just say is that um, it's probably not the album that I've listened to the most this year. But I think on pure like artistic merit, I, I just can't, I can't fault it. I think um, it, every single one of those boxes, it ticks in an abundance, whilst also just kind of, I, I think just being the standalone piece of work of the year.
3: Yeah.
1: It really is. I mean, it had the, someone came up with a point that I really liked the other day, about how a lot of his previous work has been surrounded by Tyler's <sighs> mishaps in society in in kind of what he was doing at the time. And his music was just kind of relaying a lot of things that people were seeing him do in yeah. the public eye. And a lot of people didn't have any interest for that, like especially just lyrically. I mean, he had the whole thing with um, the stories behind his albums and these these characters that he created but a lot of the time it was stuff that people had seen before or heard before and they they didn't interest them yeah and before this came out it was a little bit of a surprise um nobody was really expecting it it didn't just come out of nowhere but wasn't much of a build to it whatsoever. No, no, not at all. And um, when you think about Gorillas, that it was like, you know, people knew it was coming that year and there yeah. was so much hype towards it. This was kind of the opposite to that. Yeah. And um, it, it helps you, you know, without hype and things like that, it helps you take it for what it is more than something that you're almost made to believe is great before you've even heard it. And I think he kind of knocked it out of the park. I mean, from like you say, moving the genre forward, I think he's always been one of, one of hip-hop's, you know, I say this lightly because I don't want to sound like too much of a throwaway comment that there weren't people before him that were doing similar things, but he's mixed a lot of these genres and he's created a bit of a buzz in in worlds that don't usually collide. Yeah. Um, And he's certainly moved, you know, that's, box one ticked i think it's his best work in so many ways in the fact that just production wise um instrumentally there's more in there um his lyrics are less like if you did a swear count there's probably less in here than there is in previous albums which you know i'm not saying that's a bad thing but um it just makes me think that there's a lot more it makes me think that there's a lot more heart and there's a lot more maturity in there yeah. than there has been in the past.
0: Yeah, I think you're seeing someone kind of um, flesh out a lot of the sort of attributes and a lot of the things that we've seen bits of, we've seen glimpses of in, in previous work, but now it feels really like a full... A full... Uh, what's the word I mean? Like a fully-fledged artist mm. um, completely expressing themselves.
1: It's It's like seeing somebody reached their peak yeah and not in the way that it's all downhill from here but yeah but... it would be very interesting to see where he takes this next um but i think it's true that we are we have now got him at his best yeah so far
0: oh for sure for sure yeah i don't think anything you know when you're talking uh about it being a collection of songs that belong together and no fillers mm. i th- I've liked previous Tyler albums but there's always been tracks on there which for me are just like, meh.
1: Cherry Bomb was very very much so like that, I think. I think he would probably agree in a certain way. Um, Wolf was his probably closest for me for a fully-fledged album start to finish but this one feels so much more... What's the word? Um, It just feels so much tighter, like a real like he's he's maybe the fact that it wasn't built up meant that he could just get it to a point he was happy with it and he thought it was just perfect and then put it out
0: well i think i think what's great about it is that i remember me initially kind of poo-pooing it but then we kind of found it to be true this idea that it was a car journey the the whole album so it's got this kind of narrative running through it and i think that's what stops there being those lulls or those dead tracks which aren't kind of part of the full thing because although each song is definitely standalone but because it all follows this arc it ties it all together yeah with the
1: kind of interludes and not even the interludes necessarily just the way a track ends having it um having a song sound like a radio song and then the next song sounds like a faster song where a car is maybe doing whatever and then having pothole and yeah. it it certainly, you know, now we know and then you're now with him kind of saying this is a car journey or whatever. All of these songs make so much more sense. Yeah. But you before you know that you do get a sense of um just togetherness with all of the tracks. Yeah. Like they sound like they're of the same uh universe but
0: yeah. And it and it's one that he's he's built. I think similar to what I was saying about King Crawl earlier, it's it's something you can get lost in. It's something that you can um, totally, and obviously people do, you know, he's got, he's got so much going on in his kind of like little empire more than just his music. But like people do get completely lost in the world. Of yeah. Ste-
1: it's stepping into his little comic book world and just yeah. being a character for a bit and yeah, just taking a backseat and just seeing what he's up to for, you know, an hour.
0: Yeah, I'm wanting to as well, because I think I think that's one of the things maybe more on this album than others. He feels like someone you actually want to spend time in the company Mm -hmm. of. Whereas before sometimes, even if you quite liked June, you thought, Oh, you know, there's whether it was a bit obnoxious or a bit, you know, whatever those kind of difficult sides to his character. Now he feels like someone actually who I want to I want to sort of see their world and I want to spend an hour or have you know, whatever the minute count is of the album. You know, I want to be around that. And I think that's a again a real a real positive reflection on what is a fantastic album. Are there particular moments that stand out to you?
1: Um Yeah. I mean So from when you go to the whole um Where this Flower blooms from Sometimes to See You Again, that little section there, the way yeah. though the way these songs link, um, that and I will well I say it now because it's in my head but the, just the, the it's like when you watch a film and it, you love it so much that you'll go back and you'll see little new parts of the film that you didn't notice the first time you might have loved the film, you might have thought that it's the best thing I've ever seen but then you go back to it again you're like, oh, I never even saw that and that's hey. amazing how did I never even notice that and the way the lyrics link up and the way he you know this bit on the radio is like what song do you want to play? The one about me and then it goes into See You Again yeah. And like there are those kind of dotted throughout the album. Um another one would probably be who that boy who which can seem a little bit too much sometimes until you understand, you know, what it might mean in yeah. the context of the album. And then kind of onwards from dropping seeds downwards it's like it feels like you're being taken somewhere and you're finally getting to the end of the trip and yeah. Just all of these little things. It's hard to pinpoint anything. I think there's so many moments, especially yeah. lyrical moments and just little. Like the last song on the album, just being a complete instrumental. Yeah. I think that's cool. Again, I just that, think it's a nice instrumental and it's just like a nice way to finish an album. It's, a, again, it's that, not an easy way to. No, I was
0: going to say that's really album. brave. It's a real interesting choice to have made. Yeah. Like that's how we're going to leave it. And it's almost, it's almost like him vacating the stage you know like you say he's been so central his larger than life character has been so central to so much of his career so far and it's almost like a statement of like the music can speak for itself now as well i don't need to kind of be this yeah crazy version of himself i think it i think it's a really interesting way to go out yeah yeah well there is our number one album of the year interesting (laughs) we've made it a long way Um, So, really, we just need to pick a a song to end on. We've made it here.
1: I mean, is it a bit of a... It's not really a tradition after a year, but to end on his last song?
0: Yeah, we can do that. I'd be very happy to do that.
1: An instrumental to take us out of the year slash his album.
0: Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. So,
1: I guess firstly, before we go into this without getting in the way of anything, we would like to say thank you.
0: Yes, a a huge thank you. The
1: bottom of our hearts.
0: Yeah, it's been a fantastic 12 months we have enjoyed every minute of it, or almost every minute of it there's been some days when we didn't really want to do this anymore but we kept going, and I'm so glad we did and I'm so glad you've all come along with us for the ride Uh, we will be back briefly next week with like a a little Christmas thing We're going to be exchanging gifts and being merry, and I hope you join us then, but this is our last proper episode of 2017. I have continued for the whole year to be Tim.
1: And I am still and forever will be
0: Harry. Uh, And This has been Trax. Thank you so much, and we'll see you in 2018. Nice one. Tyler, Uh, take us out.
5: Yeah,
1: so this is Tyler, the creator, from Scumfuck, Flower Boy. And this is Enjoy Right Now Today. Beautiful.
0: See you later. See you later.